0: Welcome to Sex Ed in the City with Drew and
1: Dr. G. ...about health and sex education in today's modern classroom. Get an inside peek into the world of sex education and real-life stories from teachers. Hosted by experienced educators Drew and Dr. G, each episode brings you an open and honest discussion about a range of topics related to health and sex education.
0: Follow us on Spotify podcast on Apple or our YouTube channel, Sex Ed in the City. Stay connected. We hope to see you soon.
1: Let's kick it. Welcome back, people. Hope everybody's enjoying their long break from season one. We are back for season two of Sex Ed in the City. How's it going, Dr. G? What's up?
0: Hey, it's good. I'm so happy to be back. Like, It was only about a month, but I still feel like I'm like, oh, I miss our chats.
1: (laughs) I do miss our chats. Uh, This is how we get to spend most of our time together.
0: I know, right? It's so good. I'm I'm super glad to be back. So in a a turn of events, I have the question of the day today, folks. (laughs) So this is answering an age-old question. So I need the answer and why. Here we go. Red vines or Twizzlers?
1: I don't even know what red vines are. I know what they are, but like, that's, that's. But you haven't
0: eaten them before?
1: I think that's a generational gap between us. (laughs) I am 100% Twizzlers.
0: Ew. (laughs) You're disgusting. I think it's an East Coast gap, actually. Ooh, okay. Because when I first- I'm obviously team red vines, y'all. Obviously, but um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but when I first moved to New York, I remember looking for red vines. Where I was going to the movies, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Like they just didn't exist. And so now, I remember in New York now, like being able to find them occasionally.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
0: definitely more like a Twizzler centric. Where on the West Coast, like I grew up with red vines. Everyone had red vines at the movies. Like it's like a must.
1: Okay, it's- I think. You might have to refresh my memory. Are red vines the ones that you pull apart? No, those are Twizzlers. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't know if I know where red vines are.
0: Red vines, okay, they come in a flat package that has blue and white swirls.
1: Are they red or are they blue and white?
0: They're red, but the packaging is blue and white swirls. And yeah, it's like red licorice, red vines.
1: Googling it right now. I must look at it.
0: Please look at it. And they also... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. These are
1: trash. Sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like what my grandma used to get. It was like old people. (laughs) Not to call you old.
0: Wow. (laughs) We've determined
1: it's not an age thing.
0: (laughs) What blasphemous. (laughs) Listen. Wow. I think our friendship is taking a turn for the worst.
1: (laughs) I can't take any more bumps in the road at this point. Like, my... (laughs) I'm about to explode, but at least it's not black licorice. Black
0: licorice. Oh, black licorice. <laughs> there's a very, okay, first of all, we're going to have to do a poll with our viewers about Ooh, which is better. End of the episode yeah. poll.
1: Perfect.
0: Yeah. And also there's this Dutch candy that's black licorice flavor. That's very popular in the Netherlands. It is disgusting.
1: Is oh. this the one that they like add salt to?
0: I don't know. But i remember being there and then a lot of people in south africa it's just like not good black lacquer i feel like black licorice you are certain kinds of people
1: <laughs> i will like say licorice. i will say i do like jaeger which is very similar uh but i like most also that's <clears throat> case of priest.
0: <laughs> yeah so no i can't i don't even drink jaeger like a, ooh like people do Jaeger bombs. Ooh,
1: just disgusting. Home. Just you shots would. for me. <laughs> you would. That's from Jen. Shout out to Jen. She, oh yeah. Anytime she wanted to turn up, she's like, shot the Jager. I'm like, oh boy, it's gonna be a night.
0: Yeah, that's disgusting. I've never done one, nor will I ever. That's just not
1: in my Wow, close minded <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, okay. Yeah. okay okay we appreciate acceptance on this podcast wait do you
0: re- <laughs> do you remember when uh I was teaching remotely but you were teaching in person and I made my advisory seniors do a taste test of red licorice and red vines <laughs> and I sent them it on Amazon and I made you go like deliver it to the class do you remember oh that Oh my
1: god I do remember that you're such a good teacher that's such I a feel like that was dog. an epic
0: moment I was like okay we're having a taste test and those little jerks said red vines I mean, said twizzlers too twizzlers taste like
1: It's the only answer plastic <laughs> all right i will give it another chance but i've been conditioned it's too late
0: okay well i am yeah we're gonna figure this out next time we see each other we're really gonna make it happen (laughs) um but listen you are back at school back in your classroom uh it's back to school time let's talk about it how's it going are you okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, for those who don't know, in New York City, we start kind of late. Or I guess I would say normal. We do a couple days. Uh, We start after Labor Day. And we do, like, some training. And then we go right into school. So, I've had officially, like, one week of classes. Maybe a week and a half. And, yeah. It's a beautiful mix. Like, I feel really happy and excited to be back. The young people are... Again, like phenomenal, so fun, so smart, so sweet, so curious. I have all ninth graders this semester, but it's just the politicking and bullshitting and like all the stuff that's not them. It's very much yay and, and nay at the same time. So I'm finding that piece, trying to center myself.
0: Yeah. And did you, I always feel like it, the first day, like the first couple of weeks back was almost like a punch in the face. Cause you're not used to getting up early. You're like the summer, you're on your relaxed vibe. Now you're back at a routine. I mm-hmm. would get so exhausted the first months of school until I built my endurance back up. Do you feel like that?
1: 100%. On top of that, also coaching. So I have the two hours after school mm-hmm. and like, like I'm going to go to the gym today and then I can go home and it's like, I am, you You are hundred percent right very tiring yeah. it does take stamina it takes time
0: yeah uh I could never work out after work I would I still tr- struggle with that I need to work out first thing in the morning because by 7 p.m please I'm getting ready for bed <laughs> I can't <laughs> I don't know how people would go to the gym and like I don't know I can't do it after work I used to try and then I would fall asleep on the subway on the way to the gym I'd be so tired. I was like, "There's no way." And I mean, the times I forced myself to go, yeah, obviously your endorphins kick in, you wake up, but I couldn't even get there, <laughs> like yeah. I died. So I just changed. For me, I just had to go before work. People like, "How are you getting up so early?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm an early bird." I would just get up at five, go to the gym. It just made more sense for me to actually get it done.
1: It's it's you are emotionally, mentally, physically spent. So it is a chore. To go to the gym yeah. but I'm doing CrossFit now for like another couple of weeks but just being able to go and not have to think or to plan and just do it is life-changing because otherwise I would yeah. get there and literally turn around like I can't I can't make yeah. any choices I can't even pick the music I want to listen to like get yeah. me out of here
0: yeah I would always feel bad for like roommates or significant others the first couple months of school I'm like I'm unavailable for talking when I get home I need at least an hour of decompression. Don't speak to me. I don't know. I don't know the answers to your questions. And anything you say, I'm going to be so rude. It has nothing to do with you. I just would be like exhausted from being like on. And I couldn't do
1: it. That is so real. That is the realest thing. I need like an hour with no communication when I get home. Like no roommate, no boyfriend, let me be yeah. or feel the wrath <laughs>
0: yeah I would just need like silence like I, I just like I wouldn't even be on my phone I would just be like I'm just gonna lay on my bed daydream <laughs> and not um, speak to
1: anyone that has now been filled with phone and doom scrolling so it's like TikTok or yeah. taking a nap or something but Yeah, that that part of the day is very crucial. I'm curious how uh, if other people at other jobs are like that, because I think they definitely want time too. But when you're, we've talked about this before. When you're on so much, you need that off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it depends on your job, right? Because if you just sit at a desk and you're not talking to anyone all day, it might be different. Um, you might be like craving conversation interaction. Yeah. But I always wonder how people with like families, especially like lots of kids right because I remember you know we being excited when my stepdad would come home be like oh he's gonna be like hey how are you and you go and you're like how was your day because the kids are so excited to see the parent right mm-hmm. but then thinking from the other way like not that you're not excited to see your kids but if you need that hour of just alone time and then you're like having all these kids like mommy daddy whoever like needing your attention like how
1: I I don't know. I literally can't fathom having a child running up to me. Not even a pet. Well, maybe a pet. I could cuddle. But no attention to anyone but myself. Yeah,
0: it's wild. Like, yeah, I I definitely, I, I yeah, and, and a young person, I mean, maybe when they're like a teenager, but like a young kid, like a first, second grader, isn't going to understand, oh, you know, Mommy needs alone time. I mean, you might say it, but alone time to them is 30 seconds. Okay, we're ready now, you know? Oh gosh,
1: yeah, that's wild. A supportive partner if possible or something to take care yeah. of that. Or a backyard, yeah. which people in New York do not have. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we're talking about like back to school today. And I'm interested in like, do you remember yourself as a young person? and like what going back to school was like for you? Was it exciting, anxiety inducing? Like, do you remember that or, or do you not?
1: Yep, definitely remember. I always remember like, and I think you've talked about this before, picking out your outfit the first day, like always the fit had to be in the new clothes you bought. And that was probably like the only outfit I got. <laughs> but just having that for the first day to like show up always felt nice. I definitely always remember feeling nervous a little anxious but always excited I saw my friends throughout the summer so it wasn't about that
0: always good
1: feelings about going back for sure I like
0: yeah yeah same Mm -hmm. same thing I just always would have anxiety dreams have I told you about that before
1: Ooh, like uh Missing a class, or like there's
0: a test that yeah. you didn't prepare for. That like <laughs> the night, <yeah>, right? The <laughs> night before the first day of school, starting in about middle school, every time I would have an anxiety dream. It would be like, I can't find the bathroom, my classes, I can't find my classes, I have a mean teacher, like all these things. And what's funny is when I actually became in, in middle school, high school, college, it followed me to when I was a teacher and I used to have anxiety dreams before the first day of school, even as a teacher, isn't that wild? (laughs) Like, what is my anxiety about the first day of school? Like I'm unsure Mm. Maybe I could unpack that, but even as a teacher, every time, and as a teacher would be like, I couldn't find my classes. I had 500 students. Someone stole all my chairs in my classroom (laughs) like it would be like some weird it would be like at a school that's not even my school like I don't know always these random anxiety dreams
1: (laughs) there's got to be something there that's I mean we've all had anxiety dreams like that I used to have it when I student taught I remember that feeling and it was mine came from a place of not feeling prepared or being nervous to be watched but I wouldn't imagine Mm. that was yours yeah
0: interesting no, mine was just like things it was always like lost something or I I don't know just there was always something going wrong it's like all the things <laughs> would go
1: wrong that's the nature of anxiety I guess it's like right? you can't always control it or know where it's coming from yeah you just feel it in your body or your
0: mind yeah and it's all but I mean I obviously haven't had a dream like that in a long long time because what I haven't been in the classroom since 2017 did you
1: feel it before your undergrad classes even that's what
0: i was trying to think of i feel like i might have had a dream about like not being able to like log in what's interesting i'm on medication right now and the medication that i'm taking I have wild dreams all the time. Like one of the side effects for about 20% of the people on it is very vivid dreaming because I don't usually remember dreams unless they're like anxiety dreams or like a nightmare. Like I don't often wake up and be like, oh, I had this dream, whatever. But ever since I started this medication, wild dreams, like wild. And and the kind that I remember and I wake up, I'm like, what in excuse me, what in the world was that? So I'm not sure if it's because of the medication or what, but I think I thought about something about not being able to log in or, I don't know.
1: Meds will do that to you for yeah. sure. Yeah. When I tried, what's that, melatonin, like melatonin flux, uh-huh. oh, yeah, um, any kind of any meds, I guess, but yeah, hopefully you're getting some pleasant dreams in there at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not like nightmare, they're not bad dreams. They're it's just real. like really detailed and and they're probably dreams I've always had. It's just like I wake up and I remember them.
1: And I'm like, "What?"
0: Like just weird, I don't know. I have several recurring dreams, not recurring dreams, but recurring locations of my dream. Like there's three or four places that I often dream about. Like one of his, like my paternal grandparents, they had a farmhouse. And so it's, I dream of that house a lot, but it's like a little different. There's like some extra areas and extra rooms. Whenever I dream about like a school, it's a very specific school that I've made up in my head. It's not a school I've ever, it's not like a real place. It's like a, this like imaginary school. (laughs) I don't know. I'm weird. all I don't know what it is. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, there's like a few locations. Like whenever I have the bathroom dream, you know the dream you have to pee and you can't find the bathroom?
1: Mm. Well, I don't
0: know. Have you ever had that
1: dream? I don't know. I used to pee the bed a lot. So I think- oh, dang.
0: <laughs> So maybe you didn't have the dream. So <laughs> I, when I, yeah, when I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I don't wake up, but my dream, in my dream, I'll be searching for a bathroom and I can't find one. And it's always- and one of the bathrooms I'm looking for is always the same bathroom. And then I wake up eventually and then I'm like, oh, I have to pee. <laughs> so that's, but it's like the same bathroom I'm always going to. And there's something wrong. I can't find it. There's no toilet paper. It's not, like there's always like some issue with the bathroom. <laughs> I can't pee.
1: Is there anyone who listened to this pod who can interpret Dr. Gibson's right. uh, dreams, please? Please email us, drew yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> right? We Therapies call me. Call me yes, we need something. all reading, yeah. anything.
0: <laughs> well, I used to sleepwalk. Did you sleepwalk ever, when you
1: were young? Uh I've only heard like one story of me doing it, but I—that uh, was a long time ago. That, uh, That's—you did this before school, or you did this just in general?
0: Just in general. <laughs> <laughs> I've sleptwalk a few times <laughs> as a young person and then when i was in college i used to sleep talk to my roommate my freshman year oh
1: god yeah.
0: like she would be like oh remember last night we were talking about blah 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 i'd be like what <laughs> apparently she would come home and we'd have like full conversations i'd be sitting up in the bed chatting with her i was fully asleep
1: no ah! <laughs> just possessed you know
0: <laughs> yeah maybe i have some kind of i mean there is something about me and sleeping you know my semi narcolepsy like maybe i I need to do some research any psychologists that are listening that want (laughs) to like put me in a sleep study I'm available
1: (laughs) I would love a sleep study get paid to sleep that's my job that is the one thing you can count on I will yeah
0: (laughs) we share that in common we do (laughs) we love our naps oh my gosh well what other like like back to school like a, tips do you have for people, but also, like, what do you just do for back to school when it's, like, a punch in the face? <laughs> like, there you yeah. are.
1: I was thinking about that. Like, what are, what have I, like, what are things that I've been doing as, as I've gone back? And a big thing that I think has made a, a big difference and a change from what I used to do is interacting with students' names. Uh, the school I teach at is a very, like, diverse school with a bunch of, like, names that I'm not used to pronouncing. And I used to go about trying to pronounce them while calling attendance. And one of the best changes I think I've made is having the students go around and introduce themselves the way they want to be called rather than me butchering their names. And that seems like a very small thing, but it it really gives a lot of agency to them and you can write down notes about how to pronounce it. And if it's not their, the name they want, so that's on their roster, they can change it right away So someone hears it. I got that, for, I got this from Andy Milne who runs Slow Chat Help and that's been super helpful. I actually let them do that the first couple of days until I feel confident. But there's one student in my one class that I still can't get the name. Of. Um, I'm not gonna say it, but <laughs> it's a normal, yeah. ugh, it's spelled one way, but it's pronounced completely different. I can't get the accent. It's hard, yeah. names are hard.
0: Yeah, and especially, you know what, uh, and especially in a country that only speaks one language
1: Mm.
0: when we're so used to only learning names in that language, it's very, I feel like it's very challenging. um, Sometimes when you're in a place that has like all new sounds and pronunciations to learn names. And I just don't have a good memory naming, saying people's names, not so much the pronunciation, but just like remembering what they were was always a struggle for me. Names are hard. But I love that tip of having them saying it. I would always like put the little name plates up. My favorite part of online teaching is that everyone's name is right there. Mm -hmm. It has saved me. Um, because I'm so I practice, I try, and I still like it's like a memory issue for me, more than a pronunciation issue. And I feel so bad. I'm like, oh my God, you're so rude. Like, why can't you get this student's name? Um and I just, I mean, but that's a problem in my regular life. people tell me their name and like, it goes in one ear, out the
1: other. I'm <laughs> like, shit, why did they say <laughs> It's like, what? I think yeah. Yeah, if we are transparent about it in the beginning and not being like, I'm bad at names and like yeah. that, but being like, it's going to take me a bit. I'm going to mess it up, but I really want you to correct it for me if I mess it up, because mm-hmm. that's important to me and to them. And you're just honest about that. Kids really respond well, and I'm sure in fields outside of school, this would be a good tip as well. Like whether you're working in an office and have a large, yeah, like general best practices.
0: Yeah, and also like okay, so yeah, we typically speak one language or taught one language in this country, and it's not that hard to like learn. You know what I mean? Like do some research. You know, one of my pet peeves is when people speak Spanish and they're like, Yo quiero um, tra- like this like horrible accent. I'm like, bruh, you're not even trying. Like that's not like remember when uh, Mayor Bloomberg used to uh do his speeches in English and Spanish and his Spanish was so bad.
1: Do you remember, remember that? I'm I don't know. think he was I don't he know he if he lived in New York mayor? City. Then. He was the last mayor,
0: wasn't he? No get your life together no that it was the blasio, de blasio. Yeah, yeah i was not
1: here
0: for. okay yeah bloomberg and it would be like he would i'm like bruh like obviously if it's not your first language we have accents i have an accent right in the languages i speak but like a little effort like an attempt mm-hmm. right and then you know some names are similar like i remember when i learned um the name win which is I think it's uh I think it's a Filipino name or South Asian name. Um, but it's spelled N-G-Y, you know, it doesn't got it, got
1: it, got it. the way
0: it is spelled in English does not look like how it sounds in English at all. And I remember I learned that from like a friend or someone's name. And then the first time I was calling attendance and I saw a student's name and I said it right, they were like <gasps> She know that's because like everyone, most people that are English speakers would be like, and Gwin or like, say it's some completely off way. So I think it's also like us like learning because only knowing one language is not an excuse. It's, it's, a, it's a real reason. And we can also like learn things.
1: 100%. I'm sure especially for people who teach in diverse communities and like yeah. inner, inner cities or urban education, mm-hmm. probably more prevalent, but there's always going to be diversity to some degree. So even if you live yeah. in like Bumblefuck, Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, like it's not just all white. There are other individuals. Yeah. It's important.
0: Yeah, it's so important. And I mean, hey, granted, my name is Rachel, but it's spelled differently. Right? And even I get excited on the little thing when people spell my name right the first time. I'm like, and thanks for spelling my name right. You know? Like, and I have like what people would say is like a very like traditional, like white American name. Um, and if it means that much to me, imagine how much it means to students who are you know not white or and always have to tell every teacher like the first week of school if you have a name that is not in English or it's um longer or people don't understand how to pronounce it is frustrating you're like no it's this and then people end up changing their names when they shouldn't have to do that right they should be able to use their given name if they want to and not change it just because white people can't pronounce it you know that's white happening. and it's not only well, white yeah. but like American yes and largely white yeah it's,
1: interesting. yeah it's happening in one class and then they go to the next class the same shit's yeah. happening so it's like it's not just you it's everybody else
0: yeah and then like the next day and the third day of school and the fourth, <laughs> like it's like all right like practice like there's ways it's interesting in South Africa I have been in many situations when I'll meet like a black South African or um a black african from another african nation and they'll tell me their name and it'll be like chris john whatever but when they introduce themselves to one of my friends who's also black south african or colored south african they'll say their name their actual name their african Mm. name um and and it's interesting because I'm like, okay, I don't, like, you can tell me your actual name. I would like to learn it, but they've kind of like, I'm not even bothering. Um, and also many ethnic groups there have like their given name, their family given name, but also like a Christian name, which is like the typical, what we would consider like white American, like John, Michael, those type of names. Um And I remember the first time it happened, I was like, damn. And I get it, though. The person's name, I would have had to ask several times to repeat it because also, like, the languages are not even languages I, at that time, had heard before. Um, So I get why people do that. But I think as Americans in general, we need to do better at, like hearing other languages and recognizing other sounds of other languages and and practicing the way we say other people's names instead of so just like i'll just call you this you know
1: yeah and it can it can be challenging like accents even when i was in australia and people were talking to me <laughs> it was sometimes hard to understand an australian accent even though they're speaking english it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god i'm so I'm just like a stupid American. <laughs> I know it. it's a
0: shame. I mean, uh-huh. I, we, you know, as Americans, we really do miss out on a lot of like, cool interactions with other people from other countries, because we're given such a limited worldview through language and food and history and all these things. Mm-hmm. And because even in like pop culture, American things are like very popular around the world you know like everyone knows American singers yep. and not a lot of people know singers from other countries you know and I think that's a disservice to us as Americans like there's so much good music and culture and languages that are so rich and exciting and we need to get over this like I don't understand this is America thing like you're only you're hurting yourself like there's mad cool stuff in the world like learn some other like yeah. folks
1: that's how we're socialized right it's like yeah um, i mean i won't i mean maybe nationalist but it's like america has everything for the best like why would you go anywhere else yeah. like toxic. So, toxic so toxic Lots of unlimited. and it
0: yeah and it's wild because even like so i think about like my friend group in south africa first of all each of us has a different background um and every single person has a different accent now i'm the only person with an american accent but And there's so many accents in South Africa, like South African accents, which is actually really cool, right? They have 11 national languages. So people are just like used to navigating it, where I think it's like part of like what you do in a diverse culture. Whereas I think oftentimes Mm -hmm. Americans that aren't exposed to diversity don't know about that, right? They don't eat different types of foods or understand different languages because they're not exposed to it. And yes, a lot of that is white folks, but there's also other groups that are very like insular that also don't know anything besides their, their own. And I mean, there's reasons for that, but I think it's, 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 I don't know. I love travel. I love meeting people from different places Mm -hmm. and I love when I am in a friend group and everyone has a different accent. And also my friends in South Africa, all speak like three or four or five languages. And I'm like, over here with like two and a half, not even two and like a quarter.
1: You got two in America, you're probably above average, so.
0: Yeah, which is, that's embarrassing for us as Americans, honestly. Like, yeah. honestly. And like when I hear people that have like accents when they speak English, like American English, and people are like, oh, they have an accent. I'm like, yeah, but that's probably like the seventh language they know. So,
1: relax. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and they're still trying and still pronouncing your name correctly. So, you can do the same. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, the need of all our students who come in are able to listen, and communicate, write just as effectively. Yeah. It, what is their second language? Is is so mind blowing. I wish you'd say mind blowing, just like impressive
0: because that's not me at all yeah it's funny funny, uh i saw this article about the royal family and it was something about i don't know uh i don't really know the royal family like that but the one that's going to be the king next not prince charles who's the king now the uh, william prince william yeah Yeah, oh yeah harry's the ginger william he's like the prince to be or, or the king to be and probably watching it british folks sorry about that um, <laughs> like, ooh.
1: Let her have um it.
0: <laughs> but there was like a, a article about like praising his son that like he already knows two languages and people were like ooh <laughs> like <laughs> ooh like he has all the resources in the world and he correct. knows two languages correct, imagine correct. like there are millions of people in the world that have no resources and no five and six languages, so everyone was like, Ooh, "Look, you already has two languages." People are like, "And <laughs> like, why are we <laughs> okay? Calm the down. Like, on. if you're the, the future king of England, you probably could have have a few more under your belt." Like, it was just like the most ridiculous like thing that people were hyping him up, and they're like, mm, "Not that exciting."
1: Spend a whole episode on the monarchy. And my feelings about it, but to it now, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That reminds me of we we both read Trevor Noah's book Born a Crime. Yeah, Meaning that this summer was mind blowing. Just how smart he was. He knew every language and all the ways that allowed him to connect with everybody and also save his ass with these yeah. situations. Yeah, incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, language is such a connector to people, and not just the language, but being able to understand like the tone that people speak with in their language and how it's different. Cause yeah, I can speak Spanish, but like a Dominican Spanish and a Cuban Spanish and a Mexican Spanish, they have different tones and phrases and humors and, and things. And that's like what connects you to people beyond just like asking someone, how much is this? How do I get to Mm -hmm. here? You know? And that's like what really can build a relationship like past that level of just, basic understanding it's actually building like real connection through language i mean and that even goes with like different types of english right like when i'm in south africa when i first moved there there were so many times i was like i know that's an english word but i don't understand what they mean (laughs) this moment and and even in the u.s like you say things in new york people in florida like there's you know different things and language is such a connector but it can also be such a divider
1: that's a nice segue. I completely agree. Thinking about the importance of connection in the classroom, mm-hmm. was there any, because I think teachers come in and, like, want to do all these icebreakers and, like, fun things, which I think can be good. I guess I'm curious, on like, your opinion on, like, what did you, do, you used to do when you started school? And, like, how did you build connection in the classroom?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would spend the first week of building relationships and and young people getting to know not just me, but each other, yeah. right? I mean, when I taught 10th graders, it's a little different because they know some people already, but ninth graders, they're coming in not only to a new school, but all new people. They may, most, most of the time, they don't even have friends in New York City. It was different, like where I grew up, like we all went to middle school together, but yeah place like new york city you're probably going to a high school on your own it's all new friends so i would spend the first week um just having them get to know each other but through the lens of like health and like talking about is health important to them why it's important to them and having discussions like that um to get to know each other through that way um one activity i used to do is i would have them We took like five minutes. And this is what I would say. I'd be like, pretend I won the lottery. I'm a billionaire. And so to celebrate, I'm going to buy you each your own car. It can be whatever car you want. Sky's the limit. Be imaginative. And I'd have them describe all the different things their cars were going to have. And they would share. I'd be like, okay, great. Now, the only catch to this is this is the only car you're ever going to have. What do you need to do to take care of it? And so then we'd have this discussion, you know, put the good gas, clean it, like all these things. And then we relate that to like our bodies and what actually health class was, right? Um, And talking about, is that important to them? And what parts are more important, right? Because some folks like, I have to wash my car every day. Other kids are like, "Eh." you know, so like talking about like how that is our bodies and like what's important to us and what parts of that are. And so it was just like a way to for them to kind of get to know their likes and dislikes because some kids would be like, I'd have like all Barbie themed or a sports or, you know, we get to know their personalities, but then also like some of their beliefs and, and what they valued as young people when it came to health and stuff. So I always like to do that. And I, I used to uh, have them like do artwork and draw and everything. And we'd like do some mm. activities during that um, just to get to know each other. But that's when I had a lot more time in health class once I started having less time I couldn't do that piece but it's it really important to me that's really fun I love
1: that comparison to your body and taking care of itself might steal that for next do semester. it I'll take do that. it <laughs> what do you do oh uh, I started doing an identity project which I got from New York State Mayford Shawna White uh talked about this and it's really fun you actually kind of see them in the background so, we talk about building connection through parts of ourselves that are similar, but also celebrating our differences as well. So, the students have to draw themselves, and on one half is like their visible identity markers. Uh-huh. So, what, what we would see or how they see themselves. Uh-huh. And then the other side is five invisible identity markers that wouldn't know just by looking at them. So, if I'm looking here, I see like countries of origin flags, I see like interests. Um, Hobbies, it, um, I don't know. Somebody has a butterfly. Somebody has a plane. They like to travel. I see a Hanukkah. I see a tennis ball. Uh, and then we have them do like a gallery walk, and they talk about commonalities, differences, and that's oh, that's I been really. That. It's been rich, yeah. And they and they answer questions and reflect on it too. But it's just a good way for them to find commonalities and and celebrate their uniqueness.
0: Oh, I love that. That's such a fun activity. Oh my gosh, if I taught high schoolers, I would definitely want to steal that from you. I don't think my undergrads will be into that. Um, I can already tell from what I know of them. <laughs> it's hard to get my undergrads up at 8 a.m. They're like,
1: Oof.
0: I had to send emails to two of my students. Like, can you please get out of bed? <laughs> like one kid was watching class on his phone in the dark in bed. I'm like, yeah bro <laughs> you'd be like sorry i'm so tired i'm like i mean i feel you i too am tired but like can you sit up like at like a desk and the other kid was laying in bed with no shirt on i mean he would like bring his sheet up to here but i'm like son like what? come on now so i had to email them both like please get out of bed and also if you actually have to get up and like brush your teeth and move you might be a little bit more awake with some movement like, I get it's eight. It's a, 8 a.m. in college. That's an early class. I'm like,
1: why is it so early?
0: I mean, I'm going to try to make it next semester a little later, but
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> the Virtual fact that I had to tell, too, yeah. like, adults, um, I mean, they're 18 and older. I don't know if they're, like, 21 yet. They're in their third year of college, so what? They're 18, 20, 20 around there, but, like, bruh. Like the lights are off. Like, we can't <sighs> even, we can barely see you. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that, oh, God, I wouldn't. And
0: I mean, I get it. Like, whatever, we're tired, it's 8 a.m. Like, people like say, like, I totally get it. But at the same time, like, <sighs> but then I'm also like t- thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, in what ways is that me putting like white like professionalism values on students and like where do I need to check myself in that so I struggled I I let it ride the first couple weeks and then I just I couldn't handle it anymore because I was like are you even awake I'm unsure um so I don't know I'm still kind of like reflecting on that
1: that yeah with like the equity of like having a camera (laughs) and turning it on and mandating it I would think it's a little different for sec. What is that? College learners. Yeah. And as long as they're if they are participating, I would doing stuff. I would feel good about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that is a tricky part, tricky thing to yeah. navigate for sure.
0: I don't think there's any perfect answer, right? there's problems yeah. with all of it. Um, but I am really conscious in that class to be like, okay, go ahead and turn your cameras off now while you're working on this. Okay. Now everyone come back. I try to give, I try to give options. Like if you want to turn your camera off now, you can, like I try to give options. Um, And also when I teach grad school, as long as someone says, Hey, this is what's happening. I'm gonna have my camera off. Like I'm fine with it. But I mean, I don't know. I I was finding myself, hmm. And again, this is like respectability stuff that I'm still like unpacking for myself. But I found myself feeling annoyed. And I think it was coming from like almost a feeling of disrespect because it's not that they were just in bed. It was like they were in bed, groggy, being like, I'm so tired. I don't know, like not engaged. And I was like, "Hey, like, I feel like you're like wasting my time like and maybe that's my ego talking but then also then like other students are like fully dressed awake like at a desk focusing and I was like that's not really fair so I still have some things to unpack about it you know I'm going like but I think that's the challenge so I don't know Where wearing with that is that I emailed them both like bruh can you please at least like sit up and turn the lights on
1: I wonder <laughs> what it would be like if you were like this i feel this way when this happens like mm-hmm. what do you think of blank? like like yeah about that. that would be interesting as well like, yeah I know this might not be the case but i feel blank when you do this
0: yeah i mean yeah and i probably could have approached it that way and that's how i would approach it if they were younger but i felt like because they're college students i don't know why i need that's a great i i you know maybe i needed to address that maybe i need to do that i did have to i also had to email a student and tell him call me my by my name (laughs) i wanted to be like put some respect on my name what was he saying he said miss mrs gibson dear mrs gibson (laughs) i was like (laughs) And so I was like, hey, when you refer to me, please refer oh, to me God. as, and I gave him three choices, Dr. Gibson, Dr. G, Professor Gibson, mm. which chose Professor Gibson. And then I told him why, because of, you know, um, but I was like, Mrs. Gibson, is this high school? A, <laughs> B, in What? part of your college career have you ever referred to a teacher as Mr. Mrs. I was very confused by that. And I was also a little triggered. Oh yeah. Like it's a white male. And I'm like, mm. but also, I also don't want to say is because of that. Like maybe that's just his vibe. And he he apologized. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'll call- I really apologize. And he, you know, so now he does not but I was like, Get it together, man. Get Super together.
1: common with, I mean, I think research shows that, yeah, with women and particularly women of color, when they're being addressed, they have PhDs, that's often mm-hmm. reflected, or they call yeah. them by their first name or yeah. something. So that's like, that's very much the trend. And that's, yeah, like, that's also Well, and that's what, what I said. told him in the email yeah. like,
0: these are your choices, and this is why.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and obviously, I'm not a woman of color, but. Women in general, and then you know, women of color, yeah. even it's like even higher incidences of that. But I was like,
1: teachable moment,
0: yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to school.
1: My other thing that I've tried this year as well is I picked like one word that I want to be like my focus for the year. I don't know oh. if you, I saw this from Andy Milk as well. i always stuff up i love him shout out andy Milne. yeah can we get him on the pod please (laughs) yes i mean
0: i work with him at shape so i'll he'll definitely be i'll email him
1: today i feel like he's just like dad (laughs) like he's like the dad of health ed (laughs) he seems so Mm. funny and sweet (laughs) Um, he
0: is oh he's a really good person
1: yeah i really believe his well my word is authenticity so that's Mm. my focus this year just being myself and try not to like necessarily, I don't wanna say not be fake, but be in tune with how I'm feeling, be authentic with the students and how I interact with them. Um, Andy does it like new calendar year, like 2024. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm gonna do this for this year and see how this goes. Okay. So yeah, I, I, would, I think it's a cool idea and it's definitely like sticking in my brain and giving me something to focus and work on a little bit. I've liked it so far. It's
0: it's nice. Helped. Yeah. Now, did you tell your class about it?
1: I did not, but that's a good point. Maybe I could. Maybe we could all make words.
0: Yeah, it's very like manifest vibes, but you know, manifesting, woo woo, whatever. But also, <laughs> I, it is important, right? When we say a yeah. word and we speak it, our intention. You know, like mine is vulnerability, but also my my word's been vulnerability for a few years now, <laughs> but. I remind myself of it, and that helps me, like you know, remember keeping it in my consciousness and the conscious mind.
1: Yeah, like today I was feeling very angry and stressed about all the stuff going on, and I just came in. And I was like, I'm in a terrible mood. <laughs> How was everybody? I was just basically like to the part I didn't try to like fake it, and like, yeah, I think there's a time and a place for that, but I think I'm getting past. And we've talked about this a lot, like the fake it perfect teacher high energy true uh-huh. and like i want them to be more of the same person and mm. i think that's part of my goal i want to be my who i am outside of class mm. i want that to merge with this person a little more because that feels more real and obviously not everything's yeah. going to be the same you have to act sometimes and i will when i need to yeah <laughs> but i don't need to be that happy high energy person all the time if that's not how i yeah. feel like yeah and and like
0: and it's modeling emotional intelligence Mm. for the young people you work with because society in general says don't show your feelings unless they're like happy or something like that right so look at you modeling um and they can be like oh yes (laughs) work fashion um so like (laughs) i mean but what a great model like and what a great model for them to come in one day to you and be like you know Mr. Miller, I'm having a really bad day today. I just want to let you know I'm going to be more quiet. Right? And so then what relationship is that so that you can like, know? okay, I'm not calling on them today. I'm just going to like let it rock because that's how we know what's coming up for
1: folks. Communication is so important. I think that's one of the biggest things I try to get in with the kids is you got to, I mean, I need you to communicate with me. And that's so hard because there's such a power dynamic. So getting them to Mm -hmm. let that down is so hard. Like, okay, your assignment's not gonna be, you gotta please tell me. like we want to know, or I'm gonna miss practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, I'm gonna be so mad if you don't tell me. And I am a little annoyed, but I also get it's scary. It's scary to trust an adult to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. to that adult when that's putting you in a position of weakness or quote unquote getting in trouble, right? Yeah. We operate out of fear.
0: and that's society doesn't teach them to do that yeah, right yep, yep. society teaches to make an excuse blah 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 yeah, yeah and that's so important you know <laughs> i remember i had a grad student once just like <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> <Ooh>.
1: he's coughing
0: <laughs> sorry tickle in my throat <laughs> I'm not talking about being authentic eh. um
1: why was it so classy, funny
0: <laughs> um i had a grad student just like not stopped coming to class stop responding to my emails i'd be like are you okay i haven't seen you you haven't turned in your assignments and finally i was just like stop ghosting me <laughs> what is happening and then he, he finally responded, we could have a conversation. But I think that you have to make that really clear to your classroom that you're like, I want you to talk to me. And I think that's I think that's really important for parents and caregivers as well. Like, I know when I was being raised, I don't know if this was on the pod with my mom or not, but my mom's biggest thing was like, if you did something, you know, quote unquote wrong. It's gonna be better if I find out from you than someone else. Because mom does not play with lying, like, ooh, and and she stuck to that. The times that I did something that I could have gotten in a lot of trouble for, and I went directly to her and was like, Hey, this thing happened. She'd be like, Okay, and we work on it. But the times I didn't do that, I would get in so much trouble. And I think that's something she taught me about communication. And I still do that. I'm borrowing her car right now. And I scratched it. <laughs> like there's like a yellow mark because I like ran into something. So when she came like, out. Oh, listen, Miami, you have to reverse park. And I <laughs> have came like out of most, nowhere. Yeah, I have the most narrow parking spot. Anyway, whatever. I will not be judged. It's a 2005. There's no backup camera sensor. Um, anyway, so I was like, mom, I have to tell you something. And she was like, what? Ah, Did you scrape the car? <laughs> But like, if I wouldn't have done that, if she would have gone out there and seen it, she would have been pissed. But yeah. I feel like that's same in the classroom. Like, And, and then when you say that to your kids, like communi- or this young know, people, like communicate with me, you also have to then do what you said you were going to do and not be like, oh, well, I'm telling, you know, <laughs> like you have to like, say, if I said, talk to me about this assignment, then actually like, okay, thanks for telling me, get an extension or whatever it might be.
1: That's, this would probably tie right into your research too as well of like how does my how does me saying this as a white male teacher mm-hmm. what students believe this and accept this or do feel comfortable and which ones do not and i would imagine that that's a big part of that as well like, yeah. I can hammer it trust me i'm a good guy like i'm not gonna yell at you but like there's gonna be a lot of distrust mm-hmm. from some students and i think that's normal
0: Well, and do you find, I always found this, that like my first month, or even sometimes my first semester, like there's a big chunk when it was me proving myself to my young people, right? Because I was in the same boat as you. Like I was a a white teacher with students all of color. I've had very few white students in my career. And, um, And there's a level of trust I had to earn. And rightfully so. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my gosh! my coughing.
1: She's sipping and coughing folks sipping <laughs> with their straw. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, like and I think that especially when you have ninth graders or especially when it's your first year at a new school, there yeah, is that yeah, time yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. proving yourself, you know, so. if it, it's a little different, like once you've been in a school for a while and then you're teaching like 10th graders, cause you know, word gets around fast. They know who the good teachers are. Like they know,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: when it's like you're, you're new to high school, there's this moment where you, as an adult, you do have to earn their trust. And it's not just something expected. Like when adults are like, you will respect me just because I'm an adult, get it doesn't, out it work. Here. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't just get respect because you're old or you're older than someone. Mm -hmm. We respect people because they've earned their respect. Not only mean we're like out here treating people horribly, like out of pocket, but like there is a, a moment as a teacher where you have to earn the respect of the young people. And you do that by being caring, being authentic, you know, all those like classroom management things and all the, you know, all those teaching like pedagogy things. That some teachers have struggled with.
1: Kids want, yeah, and kids, kids will test that for sure. They'll do things like see if you care or how far you're willing to go. And they also want to be challenged. Like Mm -hmm. if they're off task in class, like, of course they want to be on their phone, but they also want to know you're paying attention to them Mm -hmm. to make sure they're not on their phone. So letting them get away with shit may seem like the nice thing to do, but not the way to go. The phones, yeah, no, the damn only phones. makes it
0: harder. It only makes it harder in the end, because um, you can't fight with a teenager. You're never gonna win. You yeah, you just don't there. do it. You're, in there. Yeah, you're never gonna win. <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's what you said about um, them testing you. They it's we talk in sex ed like, ooh, what questions are they asking? You know, yeah. the shock value. They're not so much wanting the answer. They're wanting to see how you react right and and the reaction is what builds the trust and and that's regardless I mean and I did that with jokes like that was my method that's my personality like appropriate jokes obviously I'm not like making fun of young people or something but I remember being when I worked at a previous school and we had these elevators to the 10th 10 floors and it was yeah it was so annoying because like there's a student side of elevators and a teacher side and we were as teachers we were supposed to kick young people off or they had to have a pass to use it was like very annoying so anyway I remember once this girl was like I was like oh do you all have a pass and the girl was like well where's your pit pass miss I'm like well my pass is my high school diploma so she was like ah you're right miss you're right I could have been a jerk like don't you dare talk to me but mm-hmm. I just made a joke and like kept it moving she's like oh you're right you know like there's a way to do things that is not like so punitive and I think especially if you work with teenagers you can't have like soft skin like you have to be like you have to be like ready <laughs> and yeah. people that are not ready struggle i think
1: you got to be able to back up what you're doing too like kids yeah. are asking why are we learning this like you, or just like why did you make that choice anything yeah you better know what's going on and have the real reason or they're gonna call you out yeah right they they know they fucking yeah. know. <laughs>
0: or have the confidence to be like you know what you're right i made a mistake i shouldn't have done that yeah and and that's okay, and they will respect you so much more than making up some bullshit lying. Yeah. About it. Yeah, lying's um, not going
1: work. Don't take it.
0: Yeah, like, and because we're often taught as teachers we have to know all the things and be the all knowing person. But like, no one knows everything. I have a full PhD, and every day I'm like, do I have a PhD? Because I feel like <laughs> I don't know this. <laughs> you um. know? And um yeah the authentic i love that word that you chose authentic
1: so important yeah i'm gonna see how it transitions to the rest of my life as well maybe encourage our listeners to think about what their word is what would yes your word be I, it can be anything you want um, yeah i will link the article from andy mill episode notes so people can read oh awesome it that would be cool
0: yeah that would be cool and for folks to yeah i think that's a great practice start the school year off with what is your word or your intention for the school year is it like organization is it authenticity is it less stress you know whatever it might be
1: sleep (laughs) sleep
0: self-care
1: yeah speaking of self-care just want myself i was giving you shit for crashing your car meanwhile my cell phone is in a million pieces I need it back. I miss technology
0: in life. Oh, I'm sorry. But also, to clarify, I did not crash the car. I pulled out of the spot <laughs> and the giant yellow pole.
1: Giant yellow pole scratched
0: <laughs> the wheel hub. Okay, I didn't crash. I was just a tish too close to the cement pole.
1: Giant one that you couldn't couldn't miss. <laughs>
0: yes but on the other side was a car so like it's listen I had just moved here the spots are very narrow and you have to reverse into them okay I don't it's a 2005 there's no backup camera there's no little sensors it's like all your mirrors and knowing the angles and listen I just made a mistake so this is giving
1: Mindy this is giving Mustang Mindy right now oh, <laughs> I God. see the similarities Oh, God, I, I won't forget that. I want her back. <laughs> Mindy, we love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The most fun part of that was all my cousins texting me, saying that they watched it or like giving me the play by play of it as they're watching it. Or like some of my cousins, like I'll put it up on the TV and watch the episode all together, like the ones that are siblings. Um, that was really fun.
1: For those who just joined us this season, our season finale last last season was Rachel's mom coming on, and Mindy was a hit. My friends, I had a couple of friends text me being like, This is it. <laughs> this is what we've been looking for.
0: Yeah. My mom's fun. She's real fun. Wow. Well, any other last minute back to school tips before we conclude today?
1: I was thinking about that. I think I think I've covered everything that I wanted to talk about today. Just I'm trying to take care of myself now. Remind yeah. myself that you know, all these stress or remind myself of what's important, which is the yeah. kids. And obviously you have to deal with all the other bullshit, like parents and stuff like that, but remind yourself why you're there. What's important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and my only tip is to just like really organize before you get stressed because once you start going, it's hard to catch up. Um, So I know most everyone started school already, but my tip is to always get organized like before it all starts.
1: Dr. G planning out the entire semester, (laughs) getting on it. I I, I
0: always do that. I can't help it.
1: I love your organization. I need like a tenth of that, please.
0: I love it. Well, I'm glad everyone, I'm glad to be back. I'm super excited for this season and some of the guests we're going to have on and some of the topics we're going to discuss. So here we go again, season two. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time.
1: See you in a week. Bye, everybody.